All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Time now for Coming In Hot with Brent Wallace, Bobby Ryan, and Jason York. Happy Thursday, everybody. Brent Wallace alongside Jason York and Bobby Ryan. Nice to see you guys to finish off uh, our positive week, if you will. <laughs> no, yeah. you got to be positive to start the show at least. I don't know. We're we're, we're bringing on an or- Bobby. We got an ornery ornery bastard coming up here. He's not happy with us. <laughs> He's not going to be. <laughs> like, I can't wait. <laughs> Uh, and he may be gone by the time we get to him. Uh, one sec, uh, before we get to him, I want to take care of some business so we don't interrupt him because there's some great stories for him to tell us as usual. Uh, so let's get right to it, shall we? This show is always brought to you by Battlegrounds Axe Throwing. Uh, it's B-A-T-L grounds.com. Uh, uh, no practice needed coaches. We'll show you all the ropes you need. Great for family, couples, corporate groups. Listen, book a team building event there. Uh, kids 12 and up can throw a company by a guardian. Uh, unlock the ultimate birthday party team building event or having a great date night with your significant other at Battle Axe Throwing. Uh, booking now at battlegrounds.com. Their 2615 Lancaster Road is near the Science and Tech Museum. And as always, our show is brought to you by our friends at BEI, the heavy civil general contractor in both the public and the private sectors. When planning your next project, consider them for your aggregate supply needs, which are equipment rentals, aggregate topsoil sales, anything haulage and floating, and concrete form work. You can find them at bonishoreexcavating.com. Give them a shout at 613-432-1120. BEI is helping to shape the Ottawa Valley. All right, gang, listen up. It's time to learn the pro pose. Coach? Bend and snap. Beautiful form. Nice arm extension. Facial expression. I could use some work. All right, let's see it. The pro pose. What's that guy doing? I think that's the bend and snap. That's a whole different deal. Mm. Charm, home of the pro pose. Zinger could have been that guy in the commercial. Yeah, <laughs> that guy's painful in that commercial. <laughs> without without further ado, all the way from sunny Arizona, where it is six oh two a.m. Uh, Ryan Dezingle, my friend, welcome to the show. <laughs> I was thinking about actually leaving because that would have been awesome, but I like I like you guys, not Bobby. But thanks for having me. Yes, yeah, sunny Arizona. It's uh, pitch black right now, so. 
Hey, uh, I, I got to ask before we do you have an Instagram wall behind you on the in your office? All right, you're making fun of me. My wife makes money, you know. I'm <laughs> I got is that what that is? What does it say? Zinger golf. There you go, buddy. It's my wife, my wife, and then a couple of jerseys over there. But oh, is my there a sense jersey? Excuse me, is there a sense jersey on the wall? No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. There is. There is a sense. No, show us the answer. Yeah. Oh, okay, there, okay. there it is. Top right. Top right. That's the jersey I, I, that you you got to wear that one when you got traded back there, right? Yeah, I talk. I love that jersey. I talk a lot of smack, but obviously it was. Uh, you know, I'm forever grateful to Ottawa. So yeah, I loved it. And uh, that was my favorite jersey. I never got to wear it. Yeah, that was actually when I wore number ten. So it was kind of weird, but. Uh, yeah, I love that logo and I love that jersey. Yeah, I miss the black and the red one that the boys get to wear now. Too. I didn't get any of the good ones. I mean, it doesn't matter what you wear; it's not going to look great, you know. So don't worry about it. Start with me right now, six o'clock in the morning. Uh, you know what? You've been awake. We've been awake the same amount of time, Ryan. I don't. I don't have it in me either. <laughs> I, I'm going to test how ornery you might be today. Uh, I see the Ohio State jersey behind you. Of course, you played at Ohio State. Uh, you did wear the fishbowl, which was interesting, but that's not my my issue. I'm just curious when you see a photo like this one, um, what comes to your mind? Yeah, I lost a lot of money on that game, so you know I don't really <laughs> care about football. But that what kind? Of, that guy didn't even show up. Penix Jr. Uh, I thought that guy was a stud, and he let me down. So I knew they were going to win. I just just needed to cover five and a half, you know? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> That's a tough one. Uh, does it? How oh, yeah, tough but, is it to see Michigan as national champions? Yeah, Ohio State was uh, my most fun time I've ever had in hockey. And, and I made, you know, so many friends to this day. And uh, just remember, like, showing you that photo, just some of the stupid things we did on the ice. That was against Michigan State. And I, uh, one of my old teammates was on Michigan State at the time. And that was a hat trick, and I was like throwing my head at their bench, like just being an idiot because you could you could just do whatever you want. So the photo before that, I was I scored and I went by their bench and like threw my hat into their bench. So that was just being an absolute idiot, and you had no consequences. <laughs> yeah, you, you don't have to answer for anything in college yeah, hockey. Exactly. So that's why you wear that fishbowl. There's no consequences. So yeah. <laughs> okay, so, so you you threw the hat right in their bench. Yeah, I scored. I took a slap shot. I literally remember this. Like, I don't have a great member, like I told you guys before, with a lot of goals that happened in hockey. But I was coming on the left side, took a slap shot, went far right, and I turned around and, like, right to Michigan State's bench. It was at Ohio State and literally right to their bench. I just, like, like thank you. Right <laughs> and then, yeah, and then you get in, like, a little scrum, but there's nothing in college. So, yeah, I threw, threw my hat at their bench. Oh, that's beautiful. So good. <laughs> Mackenzie, um, Mackenzie McEachern told me that story uh, last year. He's on St. Louis Blues now, and he remembers ripping my chain off in a scrum. And uh, I literally, I never forgot that he ripped my chain off in the scrum after I shot. I shot a puck after the whistle, literally after that, right there, goalie. And and then the scrum happened, and he ripped my chain off, and that, and that was him. I'm like, holy cow, that's crazy. Ten years ago, wow. so I can honestly, I can just picture five foot six as Ryan Dezingle being a cocky little arrogant thing out oh, there yeah. you're you're such a nail gun huh? i beat up Kyle <laughs> i took my visor off at say or my fishbowl off at 16 never put it back on big big guy well yeah i mean when i got to binghamton you know their excuse from ottawa was you know ryan doesn't play tough enough you know he's i'm an all-american with johnny goudreau and jimmy hayes but somehow i'm in the ahl and they're telling me i'm not tough enough so <laughs> Next thing you know, I had an agent named Eddie Ward, and he was like, you know what? Every time Pierre walks in that door, you fight. So, like, Pierre would walk in, kind of let his presence be known before the game. He would walk down in our locker room and then go up to his seats. So, every game, you know, I, re I remember the announcer would be like, oh, and now our top goal scorer is fighting. So, I would, I would just try to scrap. <laughs> I, just kinda, I would just try to scrap because they told me I wasn't tough enough, you know. Meanwhile, like Bobby said, they didn't have enough contracts for me anyway. Like, there's no room. That was just their excuse, so. I started trying to fight. Started trying to fight, and my dad—I'll never forget it—texted me, "Hey, you're not tough." It literally—he was sick of hearing it from my mom. My mom was crying, and she was sick of me fighting. I'll never forget it. My dad's like, "Can you stop fighting? You're not tough." And, uh, and I wasn't. I was just ducking and chucking. 
<laughs> well, it's so funny. Should... It's so, so funny in the minors away. Everybody knows when the GM shows up, eh? Like it's and then then it goes right through the room and the like, guys start going. So as soon as you knew you 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 just fought. Yeah, I mean, so we had a lot, a lot of tough guys. Like we had some we had Mark Frazier, we had some very tough guys. That was when like all the guys from the NHL started trickling down to the AHL. And mm -hmm. uh so yeah, I would just try to find a guy decent my size and then just grab him whenever I could. So yeah, I, I remember just <laughs> Yeah, like I didn't know what I was so doing. No so just idea. Going through the lineup, going through their lineup. You're handpicking your guy right before the game. Hey, I get this guy. Well, <laughs> then it kind of got down to like people like thought that I was willing. So then I would get like the sneak, like not the, not the like tough guys, but the middle tier guys that are my size, but can, are actually tougher than me. So then I was getting beat up a little bit, but eventually got so, up there. So, what? Who? Do you know who your first AHL fight was? First, oh man, I do not. I'm trying to think. I know, I know some of them. Like I know, I know which guys they fought, but I couldn't tell you my first one. Okay. No, I, uh, I, I was curious. I, yeah, I remember me holding my hands like super weird all the time. Like there's videos and clips. I have no. I look like I have no idea what I'm doing. Like I'm holding my hands like this. I'm squaring off. Like I'm not just grabbing guys. I'm squaring off, taking my helmet off. Like I had no idea what I was doing. Uh, in when you went to Arizona, your first couple of games you played Columbus, you were fighting guys like Cam Atkinson, I think, is one. If I maybe not, uh, no, I Corrali, I fought Corrali and then I fought uh, another guy, but yeah, he and I was thinking, why would you just played with them? Was there were you upset with them or were you just no, Corrali? Corrali hit uh, Corrali hit Clayton Keller a little weird. Obviously, he's our best player and he's one of my good buddies. So I just threw an uppercut from deep down south and tried to put him in a coma, but I missed him and I just fell over. <laughs> swung this thing. If you see the video, I swung this thing, missed him by a good foot, and then we both fell down. Banana peel. <laughs> well, I, I remember like literally grabbing him, and you could see in the video, and I'm like, hey, you're going to have to fight somebody because I thought the hit was worse than it really was. It wasn't that bad, but he kind of clipped him when he was coming across the middle. And I'm like, hey, you're gonna have to fight someone, and you're pretty, like, like I'm a pretty good customer. Like, you, I, can, I would take me over a lot of other guys in the bench. And he's like, yeah, you're. <laughs> that's amazing. That's amazing. That's how you. That's how you get any fight you want, eh? Hey, yeah. I'm not that tough, man. You got me. Go ahead. You're pretty. You got a pretty good chance here. <laughs> yeah. Well, Trevor Gillies told that to one of our fighters. I think I told you guys that story. He told us that one of our fighters is like, man, you look good. I think you got a good chance. You know, I like. I like your lefts. You're telling some other guy that he's got a chance on you. That's nuts. <laughs> Trevor Trevor Gill is one of my favorite people, man. That guy was crazy. Absolutely na nails. What do you you're playing a lot of golf? Who do you play golf with now? <laughs> this guy. You, I love how you guys set him up. Like, you know, it's like these, these the people who are watching this show have no idea how you set them up. Like, you're just trying to bait me into answering some of this stuff. So I'm <laughs> I played with my boy Phil Kessel yesterday, and uh, that's all I'm going to tell you. I, I, well, I how, really, well, really you well, what did you shoot? They're going to call me – if I tell you guys, everyone's going to call me a sandbagger. I'm a five handicap. I went 73-78. We played Whisper Rock and Arizona Country Club, and I made eight birdies in two days, and everyone's going to call me a sandbagger now. <laughs> so, I, didn't know you, I didn't know you learned how to putt. I will slap you. You're one of the worst golfers I've ever seen. Like you're ugly to watch. You got nine country clubs and you still stink. I have a terrible swing. My swing is oh, terrible. Yeah. The worst. But, but I beat it around. And I I never said you wanted to slap me. I said you're a sandbagger. Why would I play a sandbagger? It's good. It does me no good. Give me a donation. I need a little donation. But anyway, Phil, yeah, Phil. I've been training with Phil and and it's just shocking to me that he hasn't got a deal. And uh the guy the dude's actually in shape. All we do is argue. All we do is argue, work out, play golf, skate, wrestle. Like I've, I've been messing with this guy as much as I can because he's he's hilarious. But it's shocking that the guy doesn't have a deal. Forty points on twelve minutes on a Stanley Cup team and Ironman streak, and then doesn't get a deal. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a little. It's it's absolutely baffling, especially with a guy's name like that. Like, why wouldn't a team yeah. like the Ducks just sign the guy? You know, they have a, they have a bunch of distractions. You know, bring him in with a big name like that. Anyone, even Ottawa. I mean, it's crazy. I, I don't know. I mean, the league is changing so much, and 
you know, I feel like the GMs and coaches want to control everything. And he's a guy that, you know, he's got a big name and a, you know, big personality and who knows, I'm just, I'm speculating, but it's actually crazy. I don't know what your thoughts or guys are on that, but I thought he was, I thought he was Dunzinger. So he, he's actually out there. Oh yeah. The we train, wow. train five days a week. We train five. He's probably like literally we're running the, yeah, two days ago we were running and do, we do cardio like four or five times a week. We, he skates every, every day we have a chance. We're literally skating with U18 teams, U16 teams. And for me, I'm, you know, who knows? I, I didn't want to go to Europe and I'm probably done, but for him, 40 points last year you know, on a yeah. Stanley Cup winning team on 12 minutes and Ironman streak. And if you watch his look at his hockey DB like, like, DB, like Bobby's, it's, it's just insane to look at. It just looks like, it looks like figures from a, you know, like a video game. It's just crazy. So. It's kind of baffling to me that he doesn't, yeah, that he hasn't popped then anywhere, especially now that the, you're kind of at the halfway point of the season, um, and you know what you're going to be like. Why wouldn't somebody throw a million bucks at him or whatever league minimum is it? He's probably yeah. a, he's probably a veteran league minimum, eh, Yorkie? So he'd be a million, I think, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Bob, do you know? Do you know Kess? I've known Kess since we were um, God, he's fourteen. We, I mean, you kind of lose touch, but you play against him and you always yeah. say hello and stuff. But. Um, yeah, we were actually supposed to live together at the U.S. program, and then I went the other way and went to Owen Sound. Um, yeah. I played World Juniors. We played Olympics, so we've always been around the World Championships. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah, we're friendly enough. Yeah, great. I, had, dude. I, I I remember when he was a rookie. I was in Boston, and he was supposed to live with me too. It was the year. It was the year he got sick. I couldn't believe because he was he he was he was I gotta say fat. He just had the same body when he was a kid. Like he looked like he was forty. But yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why people get caught up on that. Like the guy's a freak in the gym. Like, yeah, he's had, he's had you know that I he had cancer, and I'm assuming I, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but I'm assuming you know with your testosterone levels and stuff like that, with the cancer in the area that he had it, and removing yeah. one of you know whatever else it was. Like, it just sucks that you know I don't know why that's even a problem. The guy's the guy's productive every single year and the guy skates like the wind. Like, why do you, why you try to put him in a box with somebody else? You know, that's why I have a lot of friends in other sports and, it, and there's so much, there's so much better in those sports than hockey at, at, you know, creating what the person needs. You know, my, one of my best friends is the pitching coach for the guardians now. And he was out visiting me. We we're just talking and he's like, man, like this, the one of the best prospects had a great year last year. And they're like, what did you do? And I literally walked in and said, what do you need? And the guy was like, man, can you just leave me alone? Like the last three years, everyone's in, interjecting something about my game. Just can you just leave me alone? And when I'm doing something wrong, let me know. He goes, perfect. I didn't talk to him all year. He had the greatest year. It's like, mm -hmm. why, why are you poking Phil? You know, just leave him. Like hey, he's going to, you know, so. Who's, who's, who's winning in a race right now? Straight line. Zinger, you were you were you were Phil. Oh, I'm an absolute cheetah. So I mean, you don't <laughs> back. You know, I got the, the labrum. I was playing with a torn labrum and and two herniated discs, and I'm healthy. I'm a cheetah again. You know, but it doesn't have to score goals. So I don't know. I'm not too proud about that. <laughs> uh, other questions I have for you. Uh, one is, uh, you played golf with Rob Riggle. Uh, so I'm curious, uh, what's the biggest celebrity you have met? Hmm. I mean, like extended period of time, he's probably up there. Like we did a TV show slash like little series clip with my, it was my wife, not me. They, they could care less that I was there, but it was with my wife and PXG. And yeah, this, that dude's, uh, you know, he's obviously a high, high end actor and stuff. So, uh, he was, it was crazy. He was like, a, he was a military guy. I think he was a Marine, like his background mm -hmm. was crazy. And then he just, like he's talking like a normal human, then he gets on camera and he's just screaming like, "Shot! He shot him in the penis!" Like just starts screaming, <laughs> and we're like, and I'm like, "What? Like that doesn't even you know it doesn't even make sense how good I mean obviously he's an actor so it's good but uh, I mean yeah I'm I hang out with more athletes you know like that's where I've always I've always tried to hang out with guys like that guys are similar to me so yeah he's probably the the biggest actor that I've ever been around for sure. He's an interesting guy. I've I've he spent a lot of time in Idaho at my, my place that I used to live there. Um, and was starting to come up a lot when I was kind of moving on from the area, but he gave some speeches at like some military type stuff that we, Idaho is very patriotic in that sense. So there's always something he gave some speeches and he's one way. And then as soon as he's off the camera, he's the most or camera or microphone or whatever it is, just like a really down to earth, quieter guy, but just found a niche, I guess. Right. And 
that's exactly who he is on camera but he was nothing like that off the camera yeah like, he was yeah he was cool like we 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 did like a couples playing together series and he would he would he would like bring guys out like he brought brian Erlacher, football player he brought a couple marines he did a couple other things and we just got to play a couple holes with them and and uh you see how good they are like even my wife like there was like golf carts everywhere right with cameras everywhere and i like didn't even like what i don't know what to do with my hands like from that one movie like i'm like sitting over here i was so awkward like if you watch the clips like but you probably wouldn't know but bobby could tell because i've been around it for so long i was just so awkward like these guys are so good it's one take and like he just makes things up on his head and it, like they have a script and then he just makes it up i'm assuming he has it queued up but yeah these guys were awesome. I mean, it was it was a cool experience. We went to Scottsdale National, which is like Sweet. a million bucks to get in. Like the course is nuts, and uh, so the course was awesome, and he was awesome, and and yeah, so it was it was a cool cool day. Nice. Bobby's about to join that course next. Um, <laughs> the, uh, I'm done. I've downtime. <laughs> in 2014, you took a shot from uh, deflected from Eric Carlson into your ear. Um. And I'm just curious. I don't know if I've ever asked you about it because we saw uh, it happened to uh, Artem Zub this year. It's happened other times. I've seen, uh, Cody Cece had his head almost uh, took a Dion Phaneuf shot to the head where it caused stitches. Uh, I'm curious of what that felt like for you. We were and just... it's the only time, by the way, uh, Guy Boucher called you a warrior. So yeah. the quote from that day is, I'll be honest with you guys. What a warrior, because that was not pretty. Like, this is multiple lacerations stitched and restitched. I think the doctors had their fun with that one. So to see him come back was pretty impressive and actually come back and play hard. Seems like he didn't always play hard. Uh, it must have been killing him because that kind of reconstructed, they kind of reconstructed a huge part of his ear and the back. It wasn't pretty. Yeah, like, I was, it's crazy you brought that up. I was just talking about that with a couple of baseball players. We went out, you know, had a drink last night and, they were talking to me like, what's the craziest thing that happened to you? And I took that video and showed them. And uh, I think I, you know, I, I got the whole front side stitched up, the whole back side, and then they had to reattach it. Um, and I think his name was Dr. Chow. I don't know, Bobby could. Don Chow. Don. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. This guy's the most, this guy's the most amazing surgeon I've ever seen in my life. Like, he did my face, too, when I got slashed in the face. And you can't even see it anymore. Like, they said it looked like mashed potatoes. And I'll never forget that. I probably had a concussion too. So like Guy called me a warrior. I don't even know if guys these days could even be allowed to play. Like I was face first on the ground out cold. Wow. Yes. And I think I had 38 stitches or 40 stitches. And I remember I'm laying on the ground and Bob skates up. I literally, it's funny. It's Bobby. He's like, you good, bro? You good, bro? And he looks down and he's like, Oh, <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know what it looks like. Right. And he's screaming like, Oh, and, and then, I think uh, Dom. How would he freak out? Yeah. <laughs> and then Dom comes and I remember them touching it and I could feel like, yeah, I could feel like my ear moving. And it was just like, oh, yeah. That, and then yeah. I played, I they stitched me up in the first and the half of the second. I played the second and third period. And wow. that was one of the worst, like with no Tordal, nothing. Like it was one of the worst pains ever. Cause like you don't, like I don't wear an earpiece. Like, Nobody does usually, but then they put one on. So every time I was skating or got hit, it was just rub against my ear. Yeah. Oh, Plus the wind too. The wind when you're skating, like that was always oh, when I get stitched awful. up here. Oh, it's brutal, wasn't it? Yeah. But I remember. Really I actually remember seeing that 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 one, and then the Boro off ice injury was one of the worst I had ever oh. seen. Were you on the team then, Zings? Yeah. No, I don't think. So. Actually, it was when he hurt his ankle or whatever. I wasn't playing or something. With Robin, me and Robin Leonard were there and JG Pajot and like he hit an electrical outlet and sliced his leg. And it was just, oh. I remember mm. watching, like I just, you know, Boro too, but that aside, when you flipped over and I saw your ear, I was like, oh, okay, we're, we're, <laughs> I was like, we're in it. Things like, hey, we, what are we doing? You guys want to go to dinner? I'm like, no, I can't. You're scared the hell out of my two-year-old <laughs> hanging out with you yeah i wish i wish i had the pictures from before because it said it looked like mashed potatoes and then he literally made it look like yeah. there's a video on youtube of how with the stitch when it's stitched up it looks completely normal it just looks like a stitched up ear and yeah that that was like a like solid amount of pain too you know usually when you get hit or something happens like i feel like you don't remember it or 
you yeah. know, you know, it's not that much pain. Like all my other injuries weren't that bad. That one was just painful, you know. Chowder is unbelievable, but he, uh, I, I was like, bedside manner is not that great because he's just like, here's what's happening. And I remember, yeah. remember how many times I had to get shot up with a finger, and every time, like, I dreaded it. I had more anxiety about getting that needle in the finger because of how bad it hurt oh. when the when the first one went in to playing. And like at that 25 minute mark, he'd be like, he'd just walk through and be like, Bobby, <laughs> like just grab me on the way by. I'd be oh. after it. just walking like this. And then he'd be like, okay, so I'm today we're going to stick it in here, here and here. And I'm just like, go ahead. Oh. <laughs> and yeah. Brutal, brutal. I but you guys very, don't very respect about like how hard our game is, you know, and football too, like being on the sideline or watching these guys play. It's like, man, I wish sometimes I wish I played, you know, baseball or golf or, you know, you don't get enough respect for what you go through. And when you when you look back and reflect on it, some of the stuff is just nuts. You know, even it's by like, Carl never apologized. Carlson owes me apology. Guy took, takes a slap shot right to my head. Like, what are the odds? You know, it hit Matt Bolesky's stick. Carl would have been like, I was going in. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what Carl would have said. That's exactly what Carl would have said. The amount of times he hit me when I was standing in front of the PowerPoint, he's like, if you had just moved, it's going in. I'm like, I can't see the fuck, man. I'm just moving around trying to get in somebody's lane. Don't they say it, it, adds, it adds a little speed to if it gets deflected, right? So I'm assuming that thing came off a little hot. So oh, Yeah, it's heavy. That, it's heavy. That, I'll, that, I'll never forget the sound, man. I got lucky, though. I got lucky. So if you guys watch, there's an actually a, a crazier clip. I, get, I took a slap shot to the head from Hoffman. And it's on YouTube too. It's actually crazier than this one. I didn't get stitches or anything, but I probably would have been paralyzed. So I'm in front of the net and I'm looking and I'm looking and they see me. I'm like, oh no, Hoffman, like, <laughs> like he, he doesn't care. Like he doesn't care. Like he's just letting that thing eat. Like he just, he doesn't know where that thing's going. And it's a, it's a missile. Right. And I see it seamed and I'm like, oh no. And I just go like this. I'm like, I'm like ducking because I know I'm going to wear this or it's coming high. So I kind of try to turn my head like this. And he took a slap shot off the back of my neck. It hit my oh. top of my neck and it hit my helmet. And you can see in the video, my one and my eight on my back of my helmet, my numbers blew off in the air. So they slow mode it and you could see my numbers like floating in the air. He's like, they're like, they're like an inch lower. You were probably. You know, that's off your neck, 100 miles an hour, right to the spine. Did, you know? What did Hoff say? What did Hoff say after? You get an apology? Uh, he's a nice guy. He probably apologized, but oh, yeah, sorry, no, man. Hoff would have. Hoff would have just been like, <laughs> "Sorry, yeah, <laughs> sorry about that. My bad." Uh, yeah, that's oh, what you get. Man. They 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 put me there because they want me taking that one timer. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. Hoff is, Hoff's a nice guy. He wouldn't have been, but yeah, he just lets that thing eat, you know. And I couldn't mm. see it. I don't even think it got deflected. You can see that video. It's crazy. Like it, the last, the last clip of it slows it down and the 18 is just floating in the air. It, it's crazy. So, uh, I have a couple of questions. One is you talk a lot about baseball. Uh, you were an all state baseball player in high school. Oh um, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> just curious why you didn't go the baseball route. Uh, you're a handsome fella in 2010 absolute stud in 2010 but uh <laughs> i don't know i think uh i don't know i think i like baseball more if not better than or i mean more if not the same as as hockey and um i think my dad was a little too involved in my baseball career and he knew what he was talking about too much and he was he was a really good baseball player he was a stud and he went to louisiana tech and i think he just was too involved and I was trying to get away from this guy and do my own thing. So I think I chose hockey. I mean, he was always, he was always my coach and he was always hard on me, but obviously that's the reason I got here where I'm at now. But, you know, I think I was just trying to get away from him and do my own thing. You know, I'd go three for four. He'd be my first base coach. He'd be talking under his breath. Oh, what a terrible swing. And I'll never forget. <laughs> I, we, we, we ran it like, cause we had a coach that was from the MOB. Like it, it was crazy how it worked out. It was in high school and, he was a Christian dude, and he just like he said, I felt calling to come back to the school, and he was so high end for our school, it like made no sense. Like to this day, it was one of my best coaches ever, Willie Bosk, and he ran everything like it was like we were in the MLB. Like when you get out at first base, you put your helmet and your stuff or your gloves and your whatever in your helmet and give it to the first base coach, and somebody runs your glove out. It's just like little things, right? 
little things yeah. that you wouldn't do in high school. Like guys would just run in, grab bubble gum, and then take a while. Like everything was to the T. So I remember my dad like talking under his breath one time. I batted six ten in high school. I think I literally batted six ten. Like I was, I was one of the like I was. It was insane, and he would be mad at me. I'd be three for four, and I'd roll over, and he'd be talking under his breath. And he was at first base, and I'll never forget it. I put my helmet, my gloves, and my helmet, or I put my gl uh, gloves into my helmet and went to hand it. He reached for it as he was, you know, he's talking to me under his breath, saying something. I just threw it at his feet. He was so mad, like because he went to reach for it, and I just chucked it at his feet. He was so mad, and his best friend was our head coach too, Willie. He was so mad, but they couldn't say anything, right? This is mid-game, and I thought I could get away with it. They were so mad. They made me run pole-to-poles uh, after, the, after the game, and they forgot about me. I ran pole-to-poles for two and a half hours, just two and a half hours. And they literally, to this day, they said, oh, we forgot. I ran for until it got dark, like two and a half hours, and just running. And uh, it was still That's worth great. it to this day. That <laughs> just the feeling to just give him that one. Just I love it. For all the car rides for two hours, I had to listen to his BS you know, about how oh. <laughs> you know. Uh, when my little cousin goes in the car rides now, I go to all his hockey games and with his with his dad, and I just go, "Can you shut up?" And I just look <laughs> over it. Just he just he doesn't want to hear it. Just just shut up, right? <laughs> like I know what he's going. I don't know how to be a dad yet because I've been a dad for only nine months, but I know how to be a son. I'm like, can you shut up? <laughs> you don't know anything, you know. As I try to get him going because I'm, you know, all the, all the car rides with my dad. Oh, mm -hmm. Zinger, how were how were the hockey car rides? It was only oh, baseball. No, he was like, he was almost worse in hockey because that's why I wanted to get away and go to like Lincoln. He was almost worse in hockey because all these dumb parents, right? All these hockey parents are nuts. So he probably just fed off that. He doesn't know anything. So he's learning about hockey and trying to do what's right for me. Right. He was trying to help me out what's right. Yeah. But he's probably getting taught the wrong thing. You know, it's a, that's what happens to a lot of people. It sucks. They don't they don't have the right opportunities or don't have the information correctly. And, you know, he was probably trying to do right by me. But, oh, man, these hockey parents <laughs> sucked and they always thought they knew it. And, and yeah, we'd always be getting in scraps on the way home like. He said his best speech ever. He was giving me a speech for like three hours. We drove to Wisconsin and home. And he goes, I look back. This guy's out snoring completely. I go, you think I was sleeping? <laughs> I go, you think I was sleeping? I was I was 12 years old. I was faking it. I was just, uh, <laughs> <laughs> leaning against the window. <laughs> praying he would shut up. <laughs> you know? Oh, uh, I hey, just a couple more years till your little guy gets involved, and then you got to deal with yeah. it all over. I just got it started with Chase. I go to the rink, I put a chew in, I go around the corner where there's nobody, and I am yeah. the most unapproachable person. And I, I know Wally does this too. I, I make sure I'm one of the most unapproachable people at a hockey rink. I just, I, I kind of have a brood face that I turn on and go stand in the corner every time. And I have a tough time doing that. Like, I need to learn how to just put on a face that says don't talk to me you know i i'm over here giggling all the time and I, <laughs> yeah. yeah i don't want to be i don't want to be approached to i just don't want to i don't want to do that to my son you know i want him to compete like if he's not trying hard or whatever i want to you know i just want him to compete but i don't want to be i want him to figure out his own life you know let him yeah. let him do what he wants to do so i hate you when people we'll have another training camp you come down with me we'll go to the rink every day for a week and nobody will talk to you yeah that's good <laughs> i mean I, I just think it's funny when dads are always like you know he wants to do it he doesn't want to do it. He's four. He likes what you like. You know what I mean? If yeah. you every day, my dad's like, you want to play hockey? I go, you took me to Duffer's. You guys are all drinking beers. You're laughing. You're giggling. You're having a great, how am I not going to like it? We're in the locker room with all of these dudes having a great time. Like, he's like, oh, you loved it. I go, you, you presented it to me. I love what you love, you know? That's right. So, yeah. so uh, hopefully, I can, hopefully I can direct him into golf, you know? So, I don't know. I think, uh, I'm not sure it's any better. You don't yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. So the good thing about wrong. hockey sometimes is it's surrounded by glass. So you can't always hear the parents yelling. <clears throat> like basketball, you're right on top of them. They're in a gym. You can hear everything. Or mm. golf, you're right there. <laughs> you're talking your backswing. Yeah, um, yeah but my dad, hockey, would, my dad would go on both sides, right? He would go on. He would watch wherever we were shooting. He would go stand right by the oh, net. Oh, no. I the glass. Move your feet. Move your feet. One of the best things when I was coaching, there's this kid, I won't, I won't say his name, but his dad yelled at him 
every friggin' game. And finally, the kid had enough. The dad's just barking at him from the stands. Finally, the kid looks up. He goes, will you shut the fuck up? And the whole, the whole rink went quiet. It was, it was, was awesome. Amazing. If I would have did that, I would have got my ass kicked. But yeah, we, we've never <laughs> known who you were. Yeah. But, uh, oh yeah, I would have got killed if I did that. <laughs> uh, just, do you ever talk to, I don't know who you may have as t- friends in San Jose. We talk about Ottawa struggling. San Jose's lost 12 in a row. Have you, has it, Bobby, anybody, do you guys have friends on that team that have talked about what it's like? That's tough. Uh, no, but yeah, that situation was so weird for me, right? Like I've had so, like looking back at hockey, like reflecting, I've had some weird situations. Like I, like I told you guys earlier, I, I get picked up by them and it's at the deadline, right? And yeah. it is like, whatever, eight to 10 teams have put a claim in, they're all going to playoffs and San Jose's not, right? And I get picked up by San Jose and I'm like, what? Like, why? You know? And I play four <laughs> games or five games on the first line with Couture, play good 20 minutes, and then they wave me. I'm like, why? Did, and then I can't go to somewhere else because the deadline's passed. I go, they didn't, you know, their GM was sick at the time, and I think it was just, I don't know what they were doing. Like, I, I, I don't know. Sometimes I'm sure there's a master plan involved, but sometimes I feel like these teams and these places just don't have a plan. Like, why would you pick me up? Like, there makes zero sense. Like, we're not going to make the playoffs. We're not winning. And you got all the young guys you want to play eventually. And so we play, I played five games. They're like, okay, we're going to call the young guys up now. Thank you for your services. <laughs> Thank uh, you. For, hey, Zinger, Zinger, you're speaking to the wrong people listening about having a plan for a hockey team. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Trust me. I know. My dad's been saying, oh, the sets are coming up. I said, okay, Bobby and my dad, settle down, guys. You'll see. I saw this writing on the wall. Trust me. Zinger was so, actually the, one of the first person I because I had them in the playoffs. We did a full show on this, and I was like, "They're going to make the playoffs. This is their year." And Zing goes, "They're going to be horrendous." <laughs> I was like, "You might not have used that word, but you were like, they're not yeah. going to be good." You knew no, it. He was one of the first to know it. Once it's a full dumpster fire, it just needs an absolute reset. And then Bobby telling me Pierre's not going to answer my call. And then two days later, the guy gets absolute canned. You know, <laughs> <laughs> this guy's telling. I, this guy's telling me, oh, he's not going to answer your phone call. Two days later, psh, gone. The whole thing's getting the whole you thing's blown up. I was, I remember when you were talking about it when he used to go to bingo and like come through the room so that you guys would know he was there or yeah. whatever. Do you remember? And every coach that ever plays or a GM that ever plays probably does this in Nashville. But remember when he was just he was just a scout for us, but he would always find a way on the Nashville trip, like most gem, GMs and scouts. Yeah. And he would come in and like say, "Hey, good morning, boys, whatever," and then kind of go over to the he would pull that thing open, the fridge, and then slide a Red Bull up his shirt, like because he hadn't slept. We were like, "We know you're hungover, okay? <laughs> you don't need to hide it. Nobody is judging you. It's natural. Yeah. Nobody's Everybody's hungover. Everybody's hungover. Anyway, like, ah, kind of like walk out slow, and you're like, buddy, just take the Red Bull. Nobody cares. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, you know, you know how I, you know how I feel about this guy. So don't get me started, but. <laughs> I didn't want to fire you up, but I, when you talked about the way you used to walk through the room, I used to think that, because actually I've played with numerous people that have done that in organizations. Hold, hold on, hold on. Pierre, <laughs> Pierre used to steal a sneaker Red Bull out of the fridge? Yeah, and he'd be like trying to hide the fact that he was hungover, so he would just, you'd see the Red Bull like this, and then his hand would go around it. It would just go like up the big coat sleeve, and then he'd walk like this out. You're like, just take the Red Bull, man. Just Nobody cares. Bull. We're not oh. judging. We'd be oh, doing it if we were you, too. He's a nerd. Get out of here, people. <laughs> Beat it. Uh, uh, I know you got to go, and and but I you played for DJ. Seven more minutes, you guys. You're only paying me for thirty minutes. What's going on here? <laughs> some overtime. Bobby, Bobby will buy you a golf membership wherever you want. Um, yeah, he's been, yeah, he's been saying he's going to send me wine for three years. I have nothing. <laughs> cricket. Hey, I'm not allowed to have it in the house. It's taking. It's a big endeavor to go all the way up there to get it now. <laughs> <laughs> you send it to me. I hold it for you. Yeah, yeah, I don't try. Can... Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, this week I'm sending one. I promise. All right. We'll so, your your thoughts on DJ Smith? When I know you didn't play a lot when you got here uh, for him, but um, what did you think when you got here? Yeah, compared to uh, the other systems you may have played. Yeah, that. See, I don't. I I just don't want to. I I try to now. I try to be more. You know. Um, 
intentional with what I say. And I try to, yep. you know, think about what I'm saying. And like that whole situation was weird for me. Like I told you about Pierre, like one day I want to know if this guy just traded me back to, you know, to screw me. But so I got there and I had the 16, 16 day quarantine and then everything was spiraling. I told you I scored seven goals in seven games or whatever. And DJ was always good to me. Like, like he was, he was always goofing around with me. He'd always grab a coffee in the back and I was at like the end stall and he'd walk in and he'd be like, hey, Zinger, best nine minutes of your life tonight. And like, it was kind of funny, but I wasn't that boys with him at the same time. So I was like, yeah, <laughs> like he was trying to be good to me and nice and funny. But at the same time, I'm like, dude, I'm at the midpoint of my career here. And like, I have seven goals in seven games and I'm not getting to play. Like, you're kind of pissing me off, but kind of being funny at the same time. So no, he was always a good guy. And and you can tell, I like guys that played, right? Like you just, you, you got to, he didn't get all the way up to the, you know, he didn't have the greatest career, but man, the guy was a killer. And like, so I respected him. Um, but I was just shocked how long he, like, I saw like the stat about him and the, you know, other coaches that had the longest tenure or whatever with the team. And it's yep. crazy. What did he have? Six years or five? Five, five years. Five? Yep. So there was like, like seven guys and all the other ones had been playoffs or cup winners, all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So like, like, it's just crazy. I mean, I, I think, I was talking about coming back and coaching one day and I'm like, man, all you got to do is get into a team where they're absolutely tanking. Like, look at, look at the, look at bear in, in, in the coyotes. Like his, his record is insanely bad, but they don't have anything. You don't have anything to play for. Right. They're just kind of giving you this three year window. And then mm -hmm. kind of after that, you're kind of screwed. You might not get another job because they look and say, well, this guy stinks, but you get literally three to five years of free coaching. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know what Bear's doing out there. Like, he just gets to keep going, like, every year. And they're not trying to win. So, uh, it's just, I don't know. I think sometimes you get to a situation, and who knows? He could have been the best coach ever if he was in the right situation didn't have this team. But, yeah, you got – if you look at it either way, either he, he got five years and got paid, or now, you know, you look him as a head coach and say, oh, he's not great. But at the same time, there's a lot of other things around him that were the problem, you know? But – I will point out Arizona just one point out of a playoff spot at the moment. They stink. Watch this. One. <laughs> you want to talk about? I, I live here. I don't want to get shot. But yeah, no, no. That's, that's last question I have for you. Um, you uh, back in the day when when Alfie was part of the organization as a senior advisor, you used to go to him and have on ice sessions. Do you think he makes a good assistant coach? Oh yeah. Like, so I don't think he really had like working with me. He was working with Zabinijad a lot too. And I think the Swedish connection, like, and I was best buddies with Zabinijad. So it was nice. I get to just kind of listen to these guys and kind of go out there with them. And I didn't get to do that many sessions with him, but man, he, he's just, it's like Bobby, like you just pick his brain and they, they're at such a high level and played at such a high level. They see everything like better than everybody else. Like when I told you Guy Boucher making me lay down on the ice about where to shoot a hockey puck, it's like, buddy, you didn't score 10 in, in triple a, like, I'm not going to listen to you. <laughs> like Alfie, just these guys being able to pick, pick his brain. And it's, it's all dependent on the guys. Like if they want to go get information from him, he's just gonna, he's just so much information. So man, I, that's the type of, in the MLB, that's what they do, right? They get guys that played and they put them in the situation. Like, Barry Bonds is the hitting coach. Why? Because guy's the greatest hitter ever. Like, there's there's no shock on that. Like, why wouldn't Bobby be an offensive skill coach? Like in Ottawa, you got an offensive guy that, or the coach is an offensive guy. Or in Carolina, sometimes there was an offensive guy that was a D guy. And I'm like, what are we what are we doing here? Like, how simple is that to just you know get a guy that was in that role? You know what I mean? And yep. I, don't, I feel like they they think that they can learn more things than actually know by playing. Like if you put Bobby Ryan into a situation with guys that want to score on the power play, their power play is going to go up. Like as long as they want to listen, like he knows what he's doing. You put Phil Kessel with young guys that want to listen, they're they're going to be better. So yeah, like Alfie is on Alfie. Alfie I could see him being the head coach if he wants to and killing it one day. You know, it's it all depends on what Alfie wants, right? I think he's one of those guys. Same with Justin Williams in Carolina. It's like, what do you want? You know, those guys yeah. that have been around for so long and and do things so well. It's like wherever you want it to take it and where you want it to go, it's going to go there. So yeah, that's a blessing that they have Alfie now and it's going to help all those goal scorers a ton, you know? Yeah. Uh, yes. Well, let's hope they can get this thing turned around. Um, I was going to ask you about which engagement photo shoot was better yours or Bobby's, but I'm going to save that for another time. Uh, <laughs> but uh, can you believe it? Can you believe he fooled another lady? Like this is <laughs> like, what is going on? Oh my gosh. 
That's it. it benefits you to be wealthy because I've been telling him he's ugly and he's just fooling people. Every I just makes no sense. It makes it. no sense to me. All right, you're out. You're not we making the money. Right? Now I'm like warming up. Now I'm like now it's almost eight o'clock and now I feel good. Like you're kidding me. Now you're kidding Beat me. Beat it. Now. Beat it. <laughs> you you told me only a half hour. That's it. See you, pal. I appreciate it. See you, boys. Thank you. Thanks, Singer. Uh, oh, he was just Wally. He was just getting going. Yorkie. You told yeah, me. I could see it turning though. It's all going to be at me, so we're good. Oh, I know, I know. I got tickets. Uh, big shots. I'm yeah. ashamed. I'm, I'm ashamed to admit it, but I'm, I'm I'm going to see Madonna tonight. What? Taking one for the team, boys. I'm taking one for the team. I guess there's nothing else going on in Stittsville tonight. No, it's in Toronto. We're going to Toronto. It's a birthday party, so I'm going. It's okay. All right. You flying down? Yeah. 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 Flying down. Flying down. Then we're heading to Florida uh, tomorrow. All what right. a life you lead, huh? Oh yeah, well, lifestyles are rich and we'll famous. Hold, Wally, we'll hold the show together. I haven't traveled in. I haven't missed a show in a while. I, I won't know. miss. I'll be on. I'll be on from sunny it, Florida Monday, yeah. Tuesday, boys. Uh, by the way, Tuesday, uh, Frank Cervelli is joining the show. Um, I, I got to get through a couple of things before we get uh, before we let Yorkie go. Uh, there was tons of stuff. I built a whole show and I forgot that the Zingle is coming on. So now yeah. I got all this stuff I got to get through. All right. Yeah. Listen, uh, we, uh, we, we, we said we were talking about that Calgary trade like six months ago. That's old news. Everyone's on it now talking about Lindholm and Uyghur. I know. You had Lindholm and Rasmus Anderson and before everybody wow, came wow. out with it. It's old news. So, yeah. uh, let me get through to today's hot and cold performer, which is brought to you by DoorDash, as always. Uh, get everything you need, <laughs> even at the last minute. Uh, movie theater popcorn, anything you want. Just open the DoorDash app and enjoy a perfect movie night on your couch or like I did the other night, get some sushi. Uh, choose what you want from where you want. With Double Dash on DoorDash, you can order from multiple restaurants or stores in the same delivery without additional delivery fees. For a limited time, get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code NATION25. That's 25% off up to a $10 value and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store. Enter code NATION25. Offer valid in Canada, subject to change, terms apply. The Sens finish out their road trip tonight in Buffalo. This is I'm going to pick Tim Stutzel as the cold performer, but I will point out he does have eight points in his last 14 games. However, and he does lead the team. He's tied for power play points, which happens just to be three, and he is the team leading forward in ice time. But he has one goal in 14 games, and he's a team worse minus 12. The point I'm making, we need Tim Stutzel to score goals. We need him to figure out a way back into the offense to figure out scoring goals because that's what we need right now. He's on pace for... Uh, I think some ridiculously low number. I don't even think it's 20. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah, he's been bad. Um, he just hasn't found any kind of rhythm and he looks dejected. They always, they, it's funny, they you see him at the end of the bench every game, right? Right now with the the face of a young kid that's just lost. Um, we've all been there. It's, it's ugly. I mean, just the simple play about giving up the empty net goal, that turnover there. Like that's just things that don't happen to Timmy when he's, when he's feeling any kind of confidence. So you can tell he's shot. 
Um, that being said, you, I mean, and it's funny too when you're like, well, I still got eight points in this last 13 game, whatever it is. And it's, <laughs> yeah. it's like you're still leading the team in this, this, and yes. this. But when you're just so accustomed to ha- him being so, um, so damn good that any kind of, that any kind of, um, I guess, slip in numbers really, yes. really makes us kind of isolate him. But, um, you know, he, he hasn't, his guys around him haven't been good. Uh, Brady's, Brady's struggling. So they're just going through it together. I have no doubt that they're going to pull out of it, but um, he's got to find something. They got to, I'd like to see him get back home for a couple games and get some rhythm again, home ice yeah. advantage. Um, but yeah. And he's, I mean, you know, he's, he's got seven goals. He needs to shoot the puck more. I said it the other night on Instagram or Twitter, whatever it is, X now. Um, it takes too long to load the pill, Yorkie. Like he's coming downhill. He's just taking too long. Um, and I know he's trying to pick a spot, but he's he's changing the angle in a negative way too often yeah. for me. And then he's just laying it off the pads. Like I, I think when you're struggling and you only have seven goals compared to what you feel like you yeah. should have, you start to make decisions slower. Yeah. Whereas his shot is so good. Just get that puck and snap that thing, man. Just just you know, don't well, think. He- it's like the old it's like remember bull durham don't think meat don't think just don't throw. Think. just just throw. <laughs> yeah so like here's uh, the thing. sarah marshall well, now you got to do something but just do less <laughs> like, everybody we so bob you, you know this i know this anyone that's played at the highest levels knows this when you are playing well there's not a lot of stuff going on in your head no. it's called it's called the peak performance zone and like i've i've talked to a lot of different mental coaches psychologists it's just the game just flows and it's getting into that zone when you get there bob you just feel it right oh yeah you just you just play it's like it'll be a little bit poetic here it or just organically happens for you on the ice right now he's got so much shit going on in his head so to Bob's point, when he's loading that puck, he's like, oh, shit, I got to score. I've only got six goals. Man, fuck, if I miss the net here. Like, there's just, he's got to clear another baseball movie here, clear the mechanism, the old Kevin Costner movie there when he's the pitcher. And it's just, this game is so much between your ears. It's scary. It's scary. And right now, there's a lot of shit going on. I, 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 there, there, I'll guarantee there's friction in the dressing room right now because when you're losing like this, that's when guys, it just, it naturally happens and he's going to get out of it, but people thought they hit rock bottom last week. It hasn't happened yet. Like rock bottom might be, I don't want to be negative. They got the sharkies coming up here. Like, Ooh, like they, uh, but, but to the point with Timmy, he's just, it's, it's a mental thing. It's a hundred percent a mental thing. It's not physical. Yeah, sure. Every probably a little bit hurt, but so is everybody. Um, and the unfortunate thing is he's a he's a he's an O2, which is a 2002. He's a young guy learning on the job in the toughest league in the in the world. And there's just there's just not a lot of 200 foot players down the down the middle for the Senators. So you'll continue to see him make mistakes. And you can see Jacques right now, too. He's frustrated. Like mm. <laughs> he's trying oh. to get his point through like he is. Yeah. He's at his wits end right now. So. We'll see well, when they get it figured out. But I, I, I'll say this, guys. Last thing I'll say, they're gonna have to make some kind of move because this can't, this can't continue. Like it can't continue. So the uh, management team, uh, Steos, Bonus, uh, are out on the West Coast, uh, which I think we should just point out. I think is a veteran move because there's a snowstorm yeah. in Ottawa. So yeah, I yeah. would have gone to the West Coast too. Me too. Uh, oh, hey, sorry, honey, we got to do some stuff in LA. Yeah, hey, <laughs> Anaheim, Tampa are playing. We should go check that game out. So I think it's a very smart move. Uh, there is, uh, I know we're going to get to it. Uh, I have Wendy's coming up in a sec, but uh, Jacques Martin said after the Calgary game, you know, like you got a choice: either you sulk or you take it and be a man and want to get better. I mean, that's the choice. Yeah, uh, we've got some good talent. We just got to play, learn to play without the puck, be more efficient with the puck. It, we make it too easy for the opposition, which is exactly everything that mm-hmm. has been said. Yeah. Does this start to resonate the more you say it in the media, or does it perhaps go backwards? I don't think it goes backwards by any means. Um, I don't know. It feels like he's starting to try to single guys out with certain comments without saying yeah. their names. Is the what yeah. is kind of what i took that one as i don't know if that 
agreed across the board, but I feel like he's starting to talk to some players that are sulking. Yeah, um, we need to have more. Sorry, we need to have better performances from certain guys. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're not talking about Parker Kelly. No, no, he was good again. Ridley Gregg was very good in that game. Yep. Um, oh, no. he's good, eh? Yeah, he's a good player. Tarasenko was good in that game, I thought, um, at times. Bernard Docker was good. So I, he's talking to his high-end guys, and he's and he's trying to do it delicately yep. by sending a message in the media without saying names. But that is the next step, isn't it? That's where you go from there, uh, as the history playbook would tell you, Yorkie. Yeah, no, he's, he's talking about Timmy. He's... He's talking about Brady. He's talking about like I don't know the last game of the neutral zone. The the uh, I think it was the the insurance goal that Calgary got. Like it was just watching the mistakes that's going on in this game. Like man, yeah. we could do a whole other hour on this. But no, that's Bob's exactly right. He, he's doing it subtly. He's trying to get his point across, and uh, we'll 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 see what happens against Buffalo because. Man, that's just like the vice scripts are just tightening on these guys. They need something. They need something good to happen. That's that's the that's the bottom line. Something. That's the so, only way you get. That's the only way you get out of this. You need some not luck, but you just you just you need the things to start. I'm gonna need people yes. don't like the bounces. They need the bounces to start going their way. So I do have a positive before we go, and that is uh, brought to you by Wendy's and our Wendy's. Did you know? Which is uh, the Wendy's Daily Faceoff Survivor Pool. Uh, Shots on goal, goals against average, points per game can make or break your week, but don't overlook the BPMM, Wendy's Bacon Portobello Mushroom Milk. Sure, it's not easy to, it may not help you win weekly prizes with the Wendy's and Daily Faceoff Fantasy, but unlike your prediction, it never disappoints. So try your luck and don't push it because the Bacon Portobello Mushroom Milk is the only way back for a limited time. And if you miss it, you won't get a second chance. Sign up at thedailyfaceoff.com today and sponsored by Wendy's and the Wendy's app. Wendy's, we keep it fresh. So here, I found positives. This team from the blue line has scored 23 goals already in this season through 36 games. They're on pace for 52, which would be the most in scoring 67 goals uh, back in 08-09. So there. There's a positive. There we go. Yeah. Some goals. There's, there's no doubt when you have three guys like Sanderson, uh, Shabbat to a lesser degree. and Shabbat, it, zero goals. Yeah, I, but just the way he moves the puck, right? But I'm saying yeah, no, no. But guys. that's a surprise to me that I would think if he starts to heat up as well. Anyway, I, you know what? Chabby's not much of a goal scorer. He like we've said that a couple years in a row. He had one real good one where I think I don't know what his high like is or whatever. But yeah, but other than that, like he's kind of been yeah. lower in the yeah. goal scoring. He's just a really yeah. good puck distributor. But at the same time, he's Chickren's playing. I mean, that guy can play some offense defense. <laughs> <laughs> Don, Don Sheeran, but um, but man, right. is he, is he got a good shot and he's around the net and yeah. Do Docker's that, that's just Docker's, Bob, but Docker's just throwing pucks and they're like ricocheting off freaking candy machine guy's head in the net. Yeah. Like he's yeah, it's because you know what he's getting he's getting karma because he's been good and he's and he's I thought he's, he's I thought he's, he's been not, better. He's not getting uh, the stick lift. He's not getting the stick lift anymore. At least. Uh, last thing before we go, quickly, it is the final game of a five-game road trip. Ottawa's in Buffalo tonight. Time for our lock of the day. You can make it quick. Um, I'm telling you right now, I'm taking the Ottawa Senators once again. I mean, I'm just pulling away with this thing. I'm catching. I'm, I'm gaining ground here. Look at me, 16 yeah, and 12. Yeah. Is this game in Buffalo? Okay. Yeah, last game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm taking the Sabres. Um. Is it a trap game for the Sabres? Where are they where did they play last night? Did they play last night? No, uh, play the night before. I was gonna say they played a, They played last night, right? Wednesday. No, so they've been sitting there since Tuesday. Where they they lost to Seattle on uh, the ninth, uh, Tuesday, and that game was probably in, in Seattle Buffalo. because was it in Buffalo? Yeah. All right, I'm taking Buffalo. They've been sitting at home. Yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah. I, honestly, until they win a game, I don't know if I can. I can't. I just can't take them right now. What do you? Can't trust them. Can't trust them. No. But they're going to score. That's the point. They're going to win. They have. They're going to come out of it. They got to beat somebody, and they beat Buffalo on the Christmas Eve in or sorry, New Year's Eve in Ottawa. Uh, I, I think they can do it. Despite I hope you're right. I would love, I'd love to. I'd love to come on Monday and talk about a W. <laughs> All right. I'm out of here, Wally. Okay. All right, guys. I uh, appreciate it.
We'll see you on Monday. Uh, safe travels, Yorkie. I want to hear all about Madonna. Take care. See you guys. Thanks, guys. See ya.